The saying goes, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. As a financial services consultant, I believe that to be true. For me, being a financial consultant is sharing my knowledge, skills, and experiences with others and watching them succeed in making their dreams become a reality. With a decade of family and business financial planning experience, I decided to leave behind the 9-to-5, high-rise, corporate grind for a more personal and flexible lifestyle. I am now able to aid in the success of my clients that I want to work with, while being the mother I always wanted to be. My firm, EDJ Consulting, specializes in small to medium-sized business bookkeeping and payroll processing. If you are a business owner or know someone who is and located in the U.S., please go visit emadon.com for a full list of professional services offered. Now, if you're a mom like me and looking for a more flexible professional career opportunity that you can do anywhere, anytime, maybe becoming a home bookkeeper is right for you. Pre-sales for the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass are now available under the resources page on my website, emmadon.com. This course includes everything you need to know about starting your own home bookkeeping business, from learning the number one accounting program to building your brand and gaining your first clients. Go visit emmadon.com today. Welcome back, Wine Moms, to another episode of the Mommy Wines Podcast. The Mommy Wines Podcast is an MW Network and Emmadon production brought to you by Real Good Foods, EDJ Consulting, Zaya Active, NakedWines.com, and Coffee Over Cardio. For more information on the MW Network, visit TheMommyWines.com. been doing this for over a year uh-huh. and every time I go to introduce a podcast I get super nervous but I'm gonna say my only time I have to do like Instagram story that shows my face oh <gasps> I'm always nervous and I never want to do it around somebody else so I hate it I know so I so I'm launching this um basically like it's a home bookkeeper masterclass. okay so I'm teaching people how to become a bookkeeper and how to do it and how to start a business nice. doing that and bookkeeping now that everything's online with quickbooks is like you can do it from anywhere yeah it's like a job that you can do it's professional it's not like another one of those direct sales or yeah. something you can like start a business and it has like no overhead because it's just your time that yeah. you're investing and so I'm launching this course. Well, I put, I scheduled to go live to mm-hmm. like answer people's questions about it and like give like the details because the people are like, oh, I'm interested in this, but like I have questions. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to gather up all the questions and go live like, on Facebook. It's so nerve-wracking. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I might <laughs> go and delete the video because I'm like, it's so <laughs> cringy, but I, I feel like... If you go live, you just can't watch. You have back. to watch it back. I yeah, know, you just have to do it and like pretend it never happened. That's the thing. I'll do my story. I'll post it, and then later on, I'll see or listen to my husband watching it. I'll be like, oh, oh no, I hear myself turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so I embarrassing. hate. Oh, I hate that too. Or, um, like when I was trying to set up my voicemail on my phone. Yeah. And I was, like, trying to do the greeting, and I would, like, listen to it back to make sure it was good, and I'm like, what do I sound like? Whose voice is that? Like, I never listen to these podcasts. No. I never. I, well, I edit them. Yeah. And produce them, but I never listen to, like, the published episode. That's funny. My old co-host used to li- listen to every single one. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you sit there and listen? <laughs> she had, like, the greatest radio voice. Like, okay. she should have been, like... A radio host. So she sounded great. So she sounded great. I sounded like, I don't know, dumb. And <laughs> that's not, I'm sure that's not true. And you're just hard on yourself. I am. Yeah. But like, she would just be like at the gym, like listening to the podcast yeah. and she'd be like texting me like, oh, I forgot about this. And we had this conversation. That's so funny. Or, 
oh yeah, we we for, like, we would make plans about what we wanted to do like mm-hmm. on the podcast. And she'd be like, oh yeah, we were supposed to get lunch. Let's do it Wednesday or yeah, like whatever. That's funny. And um, so like she would always listen to it, and I'm like, I don't know how you're doing that. Like th- that's so. I can't like I, it's so cringy to me. <laughs> but it's really important, I think, that people do show their face or are able to uh, get their own voice out on their own platform. I think that's what relates people I know. to a brand, and I think that's really important. There were a couple brands that reached out to me that wanted to work with me, but they wanted me to make my Instagram more brandable. Yeah. Okay. And because I post a lot of pictures of my kid, I'm like that person. I'm super on obnoxious on my personal account. Mm-hmm. So like pretty much everything goes hand in hand. Like my mommy wines podcast account, it's basically memes, but like they wanted me to go like in the stories and stuff yeah. a lot more, keep it a meme account, but do a lot more with my stories. And then my personal account, they wanted me to post more, like, pictures of me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm taking the picture, how am I supposed to, like, be in the picture? And so I started watching these YouTube videos Uh of how people take Instagram photos of themselves solo. And I'm like, (laughs) why am I doing this? Like, this is the most millennial thing I could be doing right now because I was, like, drinking champagne and watching these YouTube videos. That's so funny. Of how to, like, be my, like, own photographer or whatever for Instagram. And I was like, okay, I've never had a more millennial (laughs) moment than I have right now. That's hilarious. As a mom, I know how important it is to have a good meal, and more times than not, I need something prepared, like, now. And I mean, like, right now. Because Milo goes from happy to hangry in a matter of just minutes. I'm pretty sure he gets that hangry jackal and hide side from me, unfortunately. Which sometimes makes it hard to make healthy choices and not just hit the nearest drive through window. But not anymore. That's why I love Real Good Foods. Real Good Foods is currently offering 10,000 free product vouchers to the first 10,000 folks that text Real Good to 474747. Feel good about mealtimes and snacks with Real Good Food. Make sure to text Real Good to 474747 for your chance to try Real Good Foods for free. Once again, text Real Good to 474747. Yeah, and Instagram husbands. Have you heard that term? Yes, I need to get one of those. (laughs) I have a husband, but he's definitely not my Instagram husband. (laughs) (laughs) He says has no part in it at all. Is he no. even on social media? He is, but he I don't post maybe once or twice a year. See, guys, I feel like are just not, yeah. they're either in it, like really into yeah. it, or they're not at all. Yeah, he scrolls like every day, like to look at, you know, the next meme or funny thing out there, but <laughs> he loves videos, like watching videos is his thing, but he never posts, rarely interacts with other people either. So it's just a different, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why. We ju- we're just different people. So, <laughs> and so when we go out to eat and um, he has to wait for me to take a picture of the food before he digs in, he that can get in his last nerve a few sometimes too. <laughs> so he, to, be, to be fair to him, he's gotten better at being more patient while I take the perfect picture. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it is always funny. It's, it's a joke that we have that he has to wait. <laughs> that is funny. So, okay, I'm going to... Now that we're 20 minutes in, I'm going to (laughs) start this podcast. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. I am your host, Emma Dawn, and you're listening to the Mommy Wines Podcast. We are drinking some wine. Uh, I totally don't even know what it's called, but I saw the label, and it was cute, so (laughs) I bought two of them. Um, But I am sitting down today with Corrine. And she is the, I guess, Instagram photographer behind (laughs) um, SLC's food scene on Instagram. And 
at that social foodie. Uh, and she's also the you said it was a a social media management social company. media management company. Yeah. Thefoodscenes.com. Exactly. So basically I help other businesses get their products or services more visible online through social media. See, I, that's very important. It is in this day and age. It is. <laughs> like, an online presence is, yeah. like, you have to have it. You do, yes. And some people would wish that wasn't true yeah. um, and don't really know where to start. But then that's why there's people like me that can help them. So, um, it's been a, it's been a steep learning curve even for me. Like, I've grown up using social media since I was a teenager. Uh, but using it for business is slightly different, so... Um, it kind of has taken that turn. Like, it, has, it used yeah. to just be like, you know, I started out on MySpace. Yeah, and I never had that. No? I don't know if many people are in Ireland who are MySpace fans. Oh, I was obsessed with my MySpace. Yeah. Also, I was like a cliche scene girl in high school. Do you know what, what does that mean? So a scene girl is like, I had like the super swoopy, like side bangs. Oh, okay. Dark hair. Listen to a lot of, like, Taking Back Sunday. Okay. Like, like a lot of emo music. On the darker side of things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my MySpace was, like, the most cliche MySpace. You probably, <laughs> if you were to Google MySpace, it would probably be in the search. Like, because it's... <laughs> It was, like, hot pink and black. Okay, and I yeah, had like I know a, what you mean. I had, like, yeah. a playlist, mm-hmm. and I always had, like, my top friends, because yeah. I was like, yeah, these are my favorite people, <laughs> and one of them were, like, some of them were, like, people that I never even talked to, because they were, like, yeah. musicians, and I was, like, so all of, I was all about my Did you have Bebo? Like, Bebo was a thing that Irish people had. I think it was the Irish version of MySpace. I've never even heard no? of that. Yeah. With, I mean, that was before Facebook. I was maybe 15 and using Bebo. and <laughs> <laughs> So funny. And it wasn't until I was probably 17 or 18 that I got onto Facebook. Um, but, yeah, social media has definitely grown a lot in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. And it's not even like um it's not even it, it still is like to connect with friends and whatever. Yeah. Um and it's super nice to have especially cuz I can communicate you know I don't have to pay crazy long distance fees. Yeah, you know if exactly. I were like calling mm-hmm. from a house phone I can communicate with my friends back home in Ohio or yeah. People that I've met that are traveling. Yeah. You know, it's you fantastic can, for that on a personal level, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I never thought if I would have Back in the day when I first started working in finance, if I would have thought that I would be using social media, Mm -hmm. the futuristic equivalent of MySpace, (laughs) to do any kind of business, like, it would have just, if I would have, like, go back in time and talk to my past self, I would be like, you're a liar. You're right. Like, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just... I was just saying how I went live on Facebook to talk about the home bookkeeper course. Yeah. Yeah, so you're selling on social media. That's so crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And I think a lot of people still don't see the importance of it. But everybody I talk to now, you know, no matter what age group they're in, they're using social media to find reviews on a product they might want to buy. Or Oh, yeah. Yeah, or to... Um, like, they might join a group in a local area to find somebody to help them paint their house. Yeah. Or, you know, there's so many different ways you can use social media now to find the things that you need. Um, so it's almost becoming, like, a search engine in the sense, like, you, maybe you'd Google, you know, painters in my area, but now you might go on Facebook and search for the same thing. That's, so if yeah, you're not so true. using that platform to get your name out there, pe- less and less people will find you. So it's really important. I also, I started using social media more as, like, a business growing platform when mm-hmm. I started my blog, um, when I was pregnant with my son, and I would post my blog posts, and people would click the links and read yeah. them, and and I started using social media a lot for that. I would also do a lot of, like, reviews, 
even hauls and stuff I would post on like Instagram Mm -hmm. um because people were so curious like I feel like my blog grew because I kind of fell into this very strange niche of like these other women and other moms who were also kind of involved in this like minor life because my son's dad is he works for a I think it's an excavation okay company so his company like manages like mining equipment okay and they do exploration where like they test land and stuff to see if it has like I guess good things to mine um and in Elko that's a lot of all it is Mm -hmm. really that's there's not much else <laughs> in Elko except for, like, mining companies. And I kn- I was getting emails from women who were subscribed to my blog or mm-hmm. reading my blog and looking at the updates and interested in the story and the things that I was saying. And a lot of them were, like, oil wives. Okay, so you could find people that you related to and who related to you through social media. Yeah, yeah. like, it, it was crazy because, like, it just kind of fell into this niche and, like, they were, like, DMing me, sending yeah. me Facebook messages. It was just crazy. Yeah. But I feel like that's when it really started growing was when I started sharing things on social media. Mm-hmm. And it's free for the most part. Like, it's a really affordable way to market your business or your brand or your blog in your case. Because the more traditional means of marketing, like you put an ad on television or putting an ad in a newspaper or going on the radio, that's all expensive. Yeah, it is. Um, and if you're just starting out and you have a small business, using social media is free, you know? So you can reach a lot of people with a zero or a very low budget, which is great too. That's true. Yeah. It's crazy. One of the clients that I have um, that I was just visiting with last night um, runs a construction company mm-hmm. and I just designed their logo. I don't think they're on social media. It's all, their business has exploded so much and it's all from word of mouth. That's great. And I'm like, that is insane. Like you're one in a million. Yeah, How do you do not have, yeah, they, they must do the best constructing that you can do. <laughs> <laughs> just be really good at like networking because like I'm like that is a one in a million situation like how do you not have a website how do you not have a a Facebook page yeah they must be really well connected in their community and networking events maybe yeah but that's like the only client I have that isn't on social media everybody else is Mm -hmm. and I've been toying around with the idea of opening up a kind of cafe wine lounge okay hybrid cool because two things i love is coffee and and wine yeah and why not just blend those two things together because i love breakfast like coffee house uh-huh. like danishes or Yum. like a nice coffee and a muffin you know and i was thinking about having like a cafe where I have like some of those things in the morning when they sell out they sell out and then coffees obviously because that's you need coffee America runs on Duncan <laughs> um, and then in the afternoon kind of opening like the wine bar yeah have and like not having tons and tons and tons of wines maybe getting like new wines every month and having like a smaller wine list good idea and then I don't want to have like a full kitchen or like full menu. Yeah. I want it to kind of be like super light fares and like appetizer style foods. Nice. Just kind of like hanging out kind of thing. Like wine and cheese sounds perfect to me. Yeah, like wine and cheese or um, like goat cheese balls. Yum. <laughs> or... Yeah, I would go to that. <laughs> you should. I would go. Take I would a, get all the goat's cheese. Take take a take a snap. Oh yeah. <laughs> Put it on your Instagram story. <laughs> I don't know. I've been I've been toying around with the idea. There's a I'm like hmm. Don't regret it like the Ohio apartment thing. Yes. Yeah. 
Think about that while you make your decision. That loft apartment was so giant. I feel like me and Milo could live there now, but I'm like, do I really want to <laughs> live above a bar? With a three-year-old? With a three-year-old in downtown Cleveland? Like, that's not ideal. But I feel like back in the day, that would have been... But maybe now that vision has turned into a cafe. Yes. In the paddock. Very chill, good coffee. Yeah. Good. I feel like the menu could change too. Like definitely could. How many restaurants have you been to that has like a like a chef style menu? Yeah, I think is what it would menu. call. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a few here. Um and one of my favorites is Table X. They're kind of high end, but they do amazing food and they do change their menu seasonally. But on a more casual scale, normal ice cream is my absolute favorite. And they change the menu every single month, which makes me go every single month because I want to try their new ice cream flavors. So it definitely brings me back, and I know it brings other people back too. So it is a good idea to switch things up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, I was thinking about that because I was like, okay, well, if I have a small menu, like, I just don't want to have tons of crazy things. Like, I don't want to have to inventory a hundred different wines, you know, like rotate and try different things. And then I'm like, but also, like, the food would get boring. Like, how many, like, I get it. Okay, like, In-N-Out, if you want a cheeseburger and fries, you go to (laughs) In-N-Out. But, like, I don't know. Like, I was kind of thinking the same thing that you just said is, like, maybe it would bring people back. Maybe they would want to try something. Try something new. And running specials every day is fine, but that's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. Especially for a more casual establishment. So I would say... Yeah, maybe have like your basic house wines that are always going to be there that people can rely on and then swap the other wines out, you know, like try a rosé one month and then pair it with a different type of menu item. So yes. you can do like ideal like a bundle. Wine yeah, a bundle of food and drink. I would like that. I just <laughs> think it would be so fun. Yeah, I think so too. And I don't know anywhere here that does that yet. So maybe we're giving somebody a business idea as we speak. Wine moms. It's 2020. I can't, I can't even believe it. But you know what that means. Yep. It's time to set some goals and make some resolutions. I know I am. And of course, just like everyone else, I want to make my home and my lifestyle healthier. That's where Zaya Active comes in. I'm 30 now. It's time to stop procrastinating and start taking my health and fitness more seriously. Zaya Active is a female-owned and operated U.S.-based premium active lifestyle brand that's making huge waves in the health and fitness industry. To shop my favorite leggings and all of the other activewear pieces, visit myzaya.com backslash emmadon. Now, if you want to join Zaya to get a lifetime 25% off discount on literally the best leggings ever, Hit the join tab on myzaya.com backslash amadon. But I feel like the food scene here, okay, as a professional foodie, what... You want to call me that. (laughs) What do you think about it? Because I have been very disappointed in the Chinese food selection here. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a thumbs down. Total bust. (laughs) <laughs> but I've had really good other cuisines. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, and a lot of sweets. A lot of sweets. There's a, lot a of bakery places, on every corner. Yeah. Yes. Utah has a big sweet tooth. Um, ice cream, pies, cakes, cookies, a lot of cookie places. Cookies. Yes. I've never seen a store that only makes like four different cookies. Like, yeah, I can think of four different stores here that do that. I've never so. seen a thing like that. And even in Ohio, like, there's obviously fast food, Taco Bell, pizza, yeah. McDonald's. But there, you could go to a town that doesn't even have a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Or no, Utah. But <laughs> I pass three McDonald's yeah. just on my way to work in the morning. Yeah. There's a lot of fast food and a lot of sweets. I think that has to do with the demographic and the population of people here. Like, a lot of people can have quite large families and 
don't want to have any alcohol. So that's why there's that big distinction between this is a bar or this is a restaurant. Like there's there's signs up in all of these places to distinguish oh, yeah. what type of place you're going into. And I got I think, in trouble once because well, twice. I walked in, I was not expecting to get carded at the door mm-hmm. of a sports bar. I thought I would go in and sit down and maybe the oh, waitress. No, the door. The, yeah. I couldn't even walk in before I was getting <laughs> flagged down by a bouncer. Yeah. And a bouncer at a sports bar is a little extreme for me. Like, that's <laughs> like, why do you have such high security at this divey bout time sports <laughs> bar? Like, Because they sell alcohol. And it's very serious. <laughs> very serious. Very serious business. Yeah. And then, so I got carted at the door, did not expect that, totally walked right in and went to go sit down, oh, no. and the guy's like, no, 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 you can't, whatever, I need to check your ID. Yeah. And then I also got in trouble because I guess I was at a restaurant that serves alcohol, yeah. but I didn't order food. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, no, you got to order food. And I'm like, I'm not hungry. I just want, like, six of these vodka cranberries. Like, just keep them, <laughs> keep them coming. You know? Like, it's a Friday night. Like, you know, yeah. keep them on rotation. And they're like, no, you have to order food. So I'm like, okay, fine. I will buy a side of French fries. <laughs> but I was like, I'm yeah. not hungry. Yeah. So the food scene is very different to any other place I've ever lived. Um, and then the amount of chains, like the McDonald's and the Taco Bells and the Pizza Huts and all that. Um, initially, I kind of thought, okay, well, where am I going to find all this other amazing great food that people are telling me is here? I just haven't found it yet. You have so, to drive all the way downtown. You would think so, but I'm going <laughs> to tell you that that's not true. Um, in West Valley, where we are, um, there's so many really small, like, locally run um restaurants um that are more more than likely run by you know somebody that has come from mexico or somebody that has come from venezuela or somebody oh yeah there's tons of like spanish style food yeah there's so many like we had there's amazing arepas which i think are colombian um pupusas are great they're from el salvador um there's a really great thai place uh really close to where we live my favorite donut shop in all of the land is um, run by family from mexico um, and of course, when you go downtown, you're going to have more high-end food that you know can be all different types of styles: American, Chinese, Vietnamese, um, French, Spanish, all different types. I miss Chinese food. You do, but do you like American Chinese food or authentic Chinese food? Oh yeah, no, it has to be <laughs> like in a styrofoam takeaway box, and it like the. The worst Chinese food a person who is, like, a foodie professional would say, but, like... So, Panda Express level? No. No. Panda (laughs) Express is garbage. But there's this place in Elko, and it's kind of like a buffet. So, you go in, and you pick two, three, or four items. That's their menu. Okay. And I always go in, and I get the chow mein or whatever the lo mein noodles uh-huh. um and then the general so with white rice and so i do the pick three okay. and you just go and it's kind of like a the subway of chinese food like you start at one end and you're okay. like okay i want that that and that and then you check out at the end okay the best chinese food i've ever <laughs> had in my entire life and it's it, definitely american chinese food oh yeah yeah i think if like Somebody who was from maybe China and grew up eating like authentic Chinese food where to go there, they'd be like, These people are selling you the most delicious but toxic garbage you've ever eaten in your life. But it is the yeah. best. Well, Irish Chinese food is so different to American Chinese food as well. So I, I haven't really gotten onto the American. Chinese food train just because Irish Chinese food is what I grew up <laughs> around <laughs> but we were in Hong Kong um and we actually had like dim sum and like authentic food and that kind of changed my view on the whole thing and I did find one restaurant here I think it's called Red Maple but I'm not sure um it's near Redwood Road somewhere and they have really great food but it is like you know chicken feet and <laughs> Be like pretty extreme but also really delicious see 
there are some things I like Thai food. I would never like voluntarily go to a like a really? Thai restaurant. Yeah, like oh. I would go if like I was with a group of friends and they wanted to. Like yeah, I'm sure I could find something, but yeah, it would never be my first pick. And then like authentic, yes, it's snowing. It's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just thought. And um, but like I went, I've gone to an authentic Chinese restaurant one time, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, this is way out there. And I'm like, this is, like, scary. <laughs> like, <laughs> I shouldn't be scary. I didn't really, like, know what I was getting. And, like, I tried to tell the woman. I was like, I normally just get General Tso's chicken. And I get it really <laughs> spicy with white rice. And she brought out, like, these, like, clear, almost, noodles. Okay. And I'm like. No, that's not what I asked that's, for. That's not it. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, however, Elko is total trash for pizza. So oh, really, there's no good pizza. Places. No good pizza, just really good Chinese food. I have never found a good Irish bar or an Irish restaurant here. Yeah, I haven't either. No, so that makes me sad. And like the Irish bars I have gone to, you know, I went to one here, and then they serve like nachos for brunch. I'm like, well. That's definitely not an Irish type of food. Um, or like cabbage and corned beef, which we don't eat in Ireland. That's an American idea of an Irish person's dinner. Oh, I've yeah. never eaten cabbage and corned beef. Like That just sounds so gross to me. Yes, yeah. I, I'm so, not a fan. Yeah, so that's... It's been disappointing for sure. I make a lot of like... Um, simple... I like simple things. Mm-hmm. Like, if I were to pick... Do you ever watch the Food Channel? No. You don't? I don't have a TV that shows TV channels. You know what I mean? Oh. I just have, like, a Netflix thing. Oh, see, I have Hulu and Netflix. But I used to be obsessed with the Food Channel back in the... Probably a million years ago when I had cable. Okay. And there was this woman called Rachel Ray, and she did these 30-minute meals. Okay. And I am obsessed... Especially now that I am busy mm-hmm. and I have a tiny terrorist who is like, oh, no, I'm not hungry. And then five minutes later, he's absolutely starving and needs yeah. to eat right now. Um, I love, like, quick and easy meals or things that I can prep. So I make a lot of, like, um, like pot pies yeah, okay. or, like, things like that that I can put in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Like, make a bunch of them just one day and, like, put them in the freezer. and Super handy. Super, yeah, super handy. Because, yeah, that's what he's like. Yeah. He's like, no, I, I'm playing with my toys. I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat. And that's then what I'm like. Five minutes later, he's hangry. <laughs> I get so hangry. My husband hates it. He's like, he's, he has learned, though, to, like, you know, give me a snack if he thinks I'm going to be hungry you, before dinner. Are you like a, a Snickers commercial where the I people like turn that. into a beast? Like, no joke. I... All of a sudden, a switch turns in me, and I am hungry. I need to eat. So, yeah. I am like your three-year-old. Well, if you lived on cereal bars, macaroni and cheese, and hot dogs, then you definitely would be a toddler. Because I feel like nobody gets hangry like a toddler. Yeah, you're probably right. Because he's, like, so preoccupied with his tractors or his tablet. I feel bad because he's, like... One of those kids is like a screen kid. Yeah. And it's like a battle. And I feel like I'm giving him so many mixed signals. This can actually be my confession. Okay. For this podcast. Because there are so many times where like I give him his tablet because I'm like, okay, I have to get something done. Mm -hmm. And I just cannot have you like, hanging off of my body right now. Like, I need to get yeah. something done. Whether it be, like, putting the dishes away from the dishwasher or cook a meal. Yeah. And, or, like, get something for work done. And I, I'm i like, okay, well, here's your tablet. Watch Toy Story for the 500th time. And then, but then, again, I'm also, I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't want my kid to be one of those screen kids, you know? Like, yeah. you need to grab a stick and go play outside and, <laughs> you know, get out into the world and have an imagination. And yeah. But I don't have a kid. I know this is a Mommy Wines podcast, but I'm not a mommy. That's fine. <laughs> Only to a dog. 
um, that I, I've heard a lot of people struggle with the same issue. Yeah. Yes, you're not alone in that. I know. I was talking to my client last night, and she was like, I feel so terrible. And I'm like, everyone does. Yeah. And, it, like, you would look back, and you would think, oh, well, for any other parenting thing, like, vaccinations or, I don't know, bedtimes, yes or no, or mm-hmm. are you grounded? Am I going to ground my kid? And you would be like, okay, well, like, what did my parents do? Yeah. But then it's like, there's so many things now that I'm like, okay, well, I remember playing Spyro the Dragon on my original PlayStation for six hours <laughs> after school trying to beat a level or collect the diamonds or whatever yeah. I was trying to do. and But then I was like, but I feel like technology and screens are so accessible now yeah they are i'm like this is becoming a problem that like our moms didn't have to deal with yeah yeah i know what you mean but at the same time i think if you completely limit any screens then because that's the way the world is moving you might be setting your kid back in a sense i know you know what i mean i i I never thought about this because i don't have a kid but i did hear an interesting video the other day and somebody was saying like Yes, limit screens to a point, but don't beat yourself up up about it because this is the type of skill your child will need in the future. Yeah. Everything in school, everything's going to be on a computer screen now. Like, it's not, it's moving away from, like, notebooks. Yeah. Um, It is cool, though, because I kind of, in the past week, I have been like, okay, if you want it, you can have it. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like... He's three, so he, like, throws these fits, and he's like, oh, no, I want it, I want it, I want it. And then, like, five minutes later, he's like, okay, well, now I got it, so it's kind of boring. Yeah, and you'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel, so I've kind of started to notice that the more I say yes, it's not as interesting. That's a good way to think about it, yeah. And the other day, and there's also parental controls on it. Mm -hmm. I got the one from Amazon so, it's, like, not connected to the internet because he was having a really bad problem with YouTube. And I'm like, you're not going to sit here and watch another kid play with toys yeah. that you could be playing with on YouTube. Like, this is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to watch somebody play with toys, like, go play with them yourself. <laughs> um, so, I, like, took the internet off of it. It's only the movies that we've purchased through Amazon yeah. that are, like, downloaded. And I'm like, okay, well, the more, I feel like he would ask me for his tablet more just because he knew I was going to say no. Okay. So now, like, all last week, I every time he wanted it, I was like, okay. And then he'd watch, like, the first five minutes of Toy Story and then yeah. go and, like, move on. Play something different. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also educational games and stuff that, you know, like, math games and... Oh, Yeah. Like spelling games and things like that. that I did download a, a few of those. Those are fun. He might be a little bit too young, but like when he's at school, I play them. <laughs> There's this one where it's like the letter train, and you have to. It's like a speed game if you okay. play it on like the fast preschool level. <laughs> so you have to like trace these letters while the train is moving. Oh, okay. And you get, like, balloons every time you do a letter correctly. And I'm like, I'm going to beat you. You're all about it. (laughs) That's funny. I was like, test me. I'm on level three. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. He likes some of the games. and But, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's been my battle. And that's my confession. Is that I've just been, like, not monitoring screen time. Yeah. But it's not like you have been. You know, you have your parental controls, no more YouTube. Uh, you know, like, yeah, I think no we're just hogging ourselves for areas that we feel insecure about or unsure about. I think we're yeah. always hard on ourselves. That's true. I am the person who, like, I'm always hardest on myself. Like, I feel like nobody, no boss, no teacher, mm-hmm. no relationship partner could ever be harder on me than I am on myself. Yeah, that's true for everybody, I think. I heard a phrase and it was like, um, would you ever talk to a friend the way you talk to yourself? 
Oh, and I was like, yeah. no, I wouldn't. I'd never say those things to a friend. <laughs> no, gosh. I'm like, oh, maybe I should be nicer to myself. <laughs> Treat yourself so, like a friend. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I've been trying to do more and more of. Is that your goal for 2020? Do you have any resolutions? Oh, man, I have many. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, one is to be kinder to myself, definitely. I think that's really important. Um, I am going full-time into my social media business on February 1st. So Ooh, I will be completely fun. self-employed at that stage, uh, which is scary, but also really exciting. It is scary. Yeah, it's really scary to let go. So I work for a non-profit right now, and um, I work 30 hours a week, but I, you know, I'm always getting that paycheck, you know, no matter what you know I go in every day and I'm gonna get my paycheck but now going on my own and having clients like I can do my work for them and send them an invoice and they hopefully will pay me but they also <laughs> may not pay me um, so that's the scary part um, but so far all my clients have been amazing um, so I just need to keep finding the great people to work with so that's exciting um, and my another goal is to keep dancing swing so I used to dance swing when I was in Ireland for about two so years fun. and I had a big six year gap so I've finally gone back now and I'm excited to get better at it again that's one of the things I've always wanted to do is like take a swing class yeah, you should or join there back in Ohio there was this dance I guess place yeah like a dance school club dance school yeah yeah um and they would have like it wasn't only like the little kids you know like cliche like oh kids and dance but yeah, yeah they had like adult things in the evenings and they would do like jazz mm -hmm. they would do ballroom dancing yeah. salsa and swing and they would have like these you could either do like just like a private lesson or you could join like the club yeah and they would have like an annual competition and like you could I don't know win a trophy or yeah. whatever but nice. Um, I was like, man, I always wanted to do that. I haven't found somebody to be my partner, but I was like, man, that would be. But you don't need a partner here. So fun for the so for any of the swing classes I've gone to, you never need a partner. Um, you go and everybody is either. Um, so the one here in Salt Lake is Salt City Swing, I think, and it's on every Thursdays at seven. And there's a beginner class and there's a level two class. So depending on you know where you are in your swing dancing journey, you can be in level one and level two. Um, and everyone else just goes on their own, and you rotate partners throughout class. So you get to dance oh, with everybody fun. in the class, and you move around. Um, so you get to meet lots of you people, and you get to dance with different people, which helps your dance steps as well. See, I have zero rhythm and two <laughs> I'm sure left that's not true. club feet. <laughs> but and that's why you go to class. They yeah. teach you. Yeah. <laughs> they can teach me. Yeah. Um, oh, it was so crazy. When I was living in Vegas... Um, a lot of my friends were all like in from various places throughout the Latin community and there were always like salsa or we yeah. would go to um, like Latin style bars and I was like man I have no rhythm <laughs> like I am the worst dancer ever yeah like I, I don't know but I know like it's easy to compare yourself to somebody else but you know they might have been learning from when they were a child or yeah. took lessons when they were in school you know so you have to start somewhere that's true yeah we can't all be good at everything the very <laughs> same day we started you know that's impossible so yeah yes okay let me think I definitely have a lot of embarrassing stories um love embarrassing stories <laughs> that I have a lot of <laughs> um, okay so I, I have one that has that has kind of stopped me going back to try skiing ever again okay when I was younger um, we went on this trip um, from Ireland we, we came over to New England and we went skiing my very first time, like, we don't have a lot of snow in Ireland, we don't have a lot of big mountains that you can ski down, so it was a totally new experience for me. <laughs> and our, our ski instructor was trying to teach us, you know, how to ski down the hill and then come to a nice stop, right? So his instructions were, 
when you want to go downhill, you're going to put your skis like french fries. So, you know, they would be straight. <laughs> and then he says, when you want to stop, you need to make your skis look like pizza. Which, in my head, a pizza is round. And I was like, <laughs> I cannot make my skis go round. Like, they're just, like, straight and flat. And I can't, in my head, move my legs so that they become round. <laughs> so every time, for, like, five days in a row, if I wanted to stop, I would just fall over. Because <laughs> I didn't know what he meant. And finally, I was like, look, I can't stop. I've crashed into a child. I've crashed into an old man. Like, I need you to help me. <laughs> he was like... You know, like a slice of pizza. I was like, you did not say slice of pizza. <laughs> you said Before pizza. Now, you said pizza. <laughs> so five days later, I realized that you just have to bring your skis into a V to stop skiing. <laughs> but and I've is, never tried skiing, surprisingly. Well, now you know. But I've tried snowboarding. Oh, have you? Yeah. And so in Ohio, where there's a few, there's two, so not even a few. There's two ski... Oh resorts Mm -hmm. um but everything else is very close once you get over there okay like driving from state to state is not as dramatic as it is out west because out here the states are so much bigger Mm -hmm. so we would drive to like vermont new york okay things and go snowboarding well my friends did i went twice and i also didn't know how to stop yeah and I watched, there was a movie on the Disney Channel way back when called Johnny Tsunami. It's one okay. of my favorite Disney Channel movies. I'm obsessed with Disney Channel and like Hallmark. Any kind yeah. of cheesy cinema, I'm like, I'm down for yeah, it. Sounds good. So there's this movie came out on the Disney Channel called Johnny Tsunami. And it's about a boy who grew up in Hawaii surfing. Okay. And his dad relocates to Vermont for his job So he's like, okay, well, I can't surf in Vermont, so what am I going to (laughs) do? And he meets up with these kids who snowboard. So I was, like, trying to remember, because he was, like, failing epically, because surfing and snowboarding are, like, complete opposites. Yeah. Um, Board, you know, situation, you would think it's similar, but they're, like, everything you do on a surfboard, you do opposite on a snowboard. Okay. So, I was trying to remember how his friend in the movie was trying to teach him how to snowboard. So, I'm, like, remembering this movie, and I'm, like, I cannot get this. And that's how I would stop, is I would just fall. Fall I would just, like, lean over and fall. (laughs) And I'm, like, okay, well, if I just fall, eventually I'll stop. (laughs) Yeah, that was my mindset. It was very painful. Yeah. I would leave, and, like, so we had a club in school where you could join starting in the eighth grade. And the school bus would take you um, to the ski resort, and you would be in like ski club or whatever. Cool. And then they would take you home at the end of the at the end of the night. And um, I would go to school the next day. I went twice, mm-hmm. so I was not a pro or yeah. in this club for very long. But I would go in, and I would be walking like like this, like. Like, I just worked out. <laughs> like, like a cowboy, it looks like. <laughs> like, a t- like a cowboy. And it was so... I was the most sore I think yeah. I'd ever been it's in my life. It's a lot of work. It's a great workout. But I think that remembering the pain of falling multiple times a day and the embarrassment around my lack of understanding of pizza slice <laughs> has made me never want to go back. <laughs> Well, if you ever have the desire, it's I mean, a half hour away. I know. I'm in the perfect place to, you know, kind of change that story of my life and actually learn how to ski, but I haven't braved it yet. I am, am willing to give it one more shot. Yeah. So if you ever do, let me know. Okay. We'll <laughs> drive up the canyon together. And fall back down together. <laughs> and eventually make our way <laughs> back down. But I don't there might be some motivation because I heard there's really good wine in the lodge at the bottom of the mountain. So okay. if we get up there and then we're like halfway down and we're like, okay, we can't do it anymore. Just think. The wine. There's wine. There's wine at the bottom. That's funny. The wine will <laughs> keep us going. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Because these mountains are way bigger than any of the ski resorts <laughs> in Ohio. Yeah. So I could just imagine. And also, I used to walk up because I'm afraid of the ski lifts. Are you? Yeah. 
I love that's my favorite bit. Oh, see, yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> um, and I don't think you can walk up this mountain. Gosh, I, no, it would take a day. <laughs> no, it would yeah, take, you can. Your whole your whole time would just be trying to get to the top, but. Yeah, so I would always walk up, or they had a, um, like, a conveyor belt situation. Okay. Where, kind of like at the airport, if you're, like, I guess lazy oh. and you don't want to walk, you can, like, sit on the conveyor belt. And that belt, would go up the mountain. And that would go up the, yeah, the don't, mountain. don't have that here. In Ohio. <laughs> the <No>. very large hill, <laughs> I guess. But, um, yeah, I feel like there's no way. You just have to sit on the ski lift. Here, yes. And then, and that's also, I would fall during that because I couldn't get off because I would have to unbuckle one of my boots. Oh, so yeah. I couldn't get it back in and get off at the same time. So I would just like fling myself forward, <laughs> lay on my stomach because the chair is yeah, not going to stop. And then I would like scoot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it would be a disaster if you went. <laughs> like we would have to have a teacher with us just so we could survive the day yeah <laughs> it could be fun though who knows? who knows maybe i'm too old now I'm no too- never too old <laughs> no but yeah go ahead and share with everybody again where they can find you okay perfect um so if you want to follow my foodie journey if you're based here in salt lake or in utah in general you can find me on instagram at slc food scene um, or, and or, I guess, um, if you have a local business or you're a business owner that needs some social media help, you can find me on Instagram at thatsocialfoodie, F-O-O-D-I-E, or online at thefoodscenes.com, and I can help you out. Perfect. We should, we should trade. I'll do your bookkeeping and I know. you do my social media. I, know. I do need bookkeeping help. This is my first year in business. So I have to file my first set of taxes as a business owner. Very and fun. really my first taxes as a U.S. resident. Oh, so yeah. So I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'll help you. Okay. <laughs> I don't want you going to prison for tax evasion. No, I wouldn't mind that <laughs> You know, I heard prison's not that bad. Yeah. They, give uh, you, no. they give you food. Yeah, but I feel like I wouldn't be able to Instagram it. So yeah, no, yeah, that's my punishment. Okay, yeah, let's let's try to avoid that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> deal. Well, thanks for being my guest today. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. This was so much fun. Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wines storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. Today's episode of the Mommy Wines podcast was brought to you by NakedWines.com, Zaya Active, and Coffee Over Cardio. Do you love the show? Show your support by shopping the Mommy Wines podcast merch store at teespring.com or by becoming a monthly supporter of the show by clicking the support button at anchor.fm backslash mommywines. Or you can use the support link in the show notes below. Have you been wanting to start your own podcast? Join the MW Podcast Network. All info on the MW Network, merch, partnerships, coupon codes, episodes, blog posts, and so much more can be found at themommywines.com. As always, thank you for listening, and until next week, wine moms, parent and drink responsibly.